This episode of Nobody's Listening is brought to you by DrawYouAPicture.com, where you can get just about anything drawn for pretty darn cheap. And uh, go to MyPC.com, GoDaddy.com, where you can use the code PODNAME121 to save money on your next domain name, and by Spotty.com. Hey, guys. This is Chelsea from Henderson, Nevada. I'm just sitting down watching Monday Night Football, and the guys are talking, you know, Steve Young and the different guys. And Steve Young yells out, Hallelujah, for some strange reason. And the guy on the far left yells out, Hallelujah. He must be a, an Outcast fan. Bye. <laughs> I got a bad feeling about this. No. Nobody's listening, where we tell funny life stories and invite you to do the same. Hey, how you doing out there, podcast people? This is Nobody's Listening Podcast, brought to you, what, I don't know what episode this is, it's episode 131, it's brought to you the week of December 21st, and uh, that means that this is our annual Christmas episode. Let me uh, bring in a couple of guys here to help me out with the show. This week I've chosen, uh, Trevor, I choose you. How you doing, Trevor, Yay. from America's Hat? <laughs> I'm doing good, and I'm Pikachu. All right. Yeah, I have special powers. You're an electricity Pokemon. And uh, from the water Pokemon, okay. uh, it's John from Canada's Pants. How you doing, John? John? Uh, I, I'm here, mostly. Oh, dang. What's going on, man? Crap. I mean, I, yeah, mean, uh, just... I didn't mean to say crap. I meant to say uh, crap. I don't know. It's uh, the thing was going crazy and stuff. Hey, how you doing? How, how's it going in podcast world? <laughs> We're doing pretty good. Do you know why I called you a water Pokemon? Oh no, I didn't even hear you call me. Oh, a water Pokemon. well, I did because you're you're still recording from your bathtub, so you are a uh, you're a level four. Would that make me Squirtle? <laughs> <laughs> squirtle, Squirtle, Squirtle. <laughs> you guys obviously know more about it than I do, but uh, nobody's listening. Podcast is a you know, podcast where we tell funny life stories and invite you to do the same. So we're going to start with an opening story. Here it is. Hey James, here's a funny story that occurred at my job. I'm a high school. I'm a high school. I'm a high school <laughs> senior, and I work part time in an ice cream store. That is a great job, by the way. Uh, I was uh, sitting atop a freezer, daydreaming. Uh, hopefully that freezer door was closed. <laughs> I was making some ice cream, <laughs> chocolate. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that. Neapolitan. I was sitting atop a freezer <laughs> daydreaming. I noticed a little girl who was sitting with her mother finishing off her ice cream cone. She, however, had an extremely confused look on her face. Uh, as she got down to the last bite of cone, she inquisitively held her cone up to the storefront window. She closed one eye to get a better view of her cone and came to a stunning revelation. She very excitedly screamed out, Mommy! This ice cream cone is smaller than the window. <laughs> the mother, extremely confused how to react, looked around the room and responded, Yes, honey, it is smaller than the window. I could not help but chuckle from behind the counter when I heard her make this amazing discovery. Hope you guys liked it. Keep up the good work. John from Boston. The one party left out is this girl was 12. So, uh, <laughs> I think you read it wrong if you're from Boston. Sorry. Sorry about <laughs> your, your child. Uh, yeah. 
So, yeah, any the the command today and for the rest of the holidays, folks, is to go around and state the obvious in honor of that little girl. So, this podcast is made of audio. <laughs> My pants are on. <laughs> Trevor, are your pants on? Light helps me Ooh. see. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> Well, you started it. Speaking of awkward, this uh, show is brought to you by Go to My PC. Ah, the holidays. Party shopping time with the family and friends. But for some of us, holidays do not mean business stops. If you're traveling during the holidays or need time off, you may need to stay connected to your work. I plan on using GoToMyPC to access my home computer while visiting the in-laws. I can access any file or program, and I don't need to haul my laptop with me or copy important documents to a flash drive. GoToMyPC gives me peace of mind because I can access anything on my computer from anywhere. Our listeners can try GoToMyPC free for 30 days, and that's a month of unlimited remote access for free. For the special offer, though, you must visit www.gotomypc.com slash podcast. Again, that's gotomypc.com slash podcast for your free 30-day trial. Uh, we're also brought to you by a regular list of, uh, of of listeners. We love Creo. Thank you. Dean Piercy, Keith Techlets, and Alexis Spraulding. God bless you guys, and thank you for your support. If you'd like to uh, support an episode of Nobody's Listening, go to NLCast.com and click on Sponsor a Show or Donate. And any donation of at least $5 will get you mentioned on the show and let everybody know that you are a true nobody. It's time for this. Weekly. You shut your mouth. Okay, we can do that. (laughs) Update. Okay, weekly updates. We missed another show last week. There's your weekly update. What the heck, James? What's your deal? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what is your deal? (laughs) Well, I, you know, it just happens. Uh, We just moved. Give me a break. Give me a break. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, so uh, my weekly update is this. Uh, and in case you're new to the show, weekly updates are just you know stuff that we bring in from the last seven days or show. Or so, or but when we miss a show, we we can stretch it out to fourteen days. But uh, we Sweet. we went to IKEA the other day, and and IKEA in Tampa. Love that place. It's awesome. Um, I it, love it. It's not as big as the one in Chicago or outside of Chicago, but it's pretty big, and it, it's full of people from uh, the UK. Full of people. Seriously, I don't understand it, but they have oh. awesome accents. And uh, it was funny; they were testing out the uh, fire alarms, I guess, right there in the middle of our wonderful shopping experience. And it was the most ear-piercing thing you'd ever heard in your life. And and it's great because there's a lady trying to talk over it over the intercom is like, "Please ignore this sound." And we're like, "Shut up! We can't do that. That's insane." <laughs> I don't know what you guys. What? I don't know what you guys do in the Swiss Alps, but but here in America, we have to listen to you know into our ears bleed but uh it was really funny because suddenly it goes off and this little tiny old british lady suddenly goes and i'm going to butcher the accent but she's like either um either i've gone deaf or the alarm just turned off it was awesome (laughs) it was awesome because anyway she's like either i've gone deaf or the light yeah anyway terrible terrible accent so please somebody from the uk call in and and mimic that for me um the only other thing i got i guess is uh it happened actually this morning at work they had a uh, little birthday celebration for a guy who just turned 60 an old fella 
and and cool. they were making cracking some old jokes, right? <laughs> and the guy's you know real spry. He doesn't walk with a cane or anything like that. He's 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 really awesome. But um, he suddenly you know after they'd cracked these jokes, he's like, "Hey, give me my cane!" And I kind of looked at my buddy who was standing next to me. I'm like, "Dude, we just saw an old man do an old man impression." <laughs> <laughs> like the Can weirdest turn 60 yeah that's not really that old yeah but still i mean an old man doing an old man impression is the first time i've ever seen that and uh and then i turned to him and i realized something else it wasn't even a good old man impression it was horrible <laughs> <laughs> you'd think he didn't even good. say get off my lawn <laughs> i mean that's like mickey mouse doing a bad mickey mouse you know it's like how do you <laughs> you are the one uniquely qualified to do an old man impression and you can't even do it yeah like uh, so anyway, that was funny. And then uh, just real quick, uh, I was going through a closet at work this past week, and um, and all I remember is my wife suddenly says, "Oh, are you okay?" And that's when I realized only after that that a huge bucket of casters, you know, these roller things, that had fallen from a shelf and onto my head. A bucket of them. I don't know why they were in a bucket. I don't know why they were up so high, but they had flipped over onto my head and had nice. pierced, pierced a hole, a couple holes in my forehead. And uh, and then I'm like, I think I'm okay. I think I'm okay. I'm not bleeding or anything. I reach my hand up. There's blood. Oh. <laughs> okay, never how mind. Not, how did you not notice this? Because uh, it, it, it sounds like you, it, you this happened. You walked out. And she's like, hey, by the way, there's a bucket of casters on your head. You're like, what? Really? No, oh, no. It, 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 it just <laughs> happened so fast. She, she said it, and then the pain occurred to me. I mean, it just kind of, uh, you know, life went away for a little while. I don't know. Uh, I see. Yeah. Did, you went did, into did you the nether zone. Yeah, I did. <laughs> did you look at her and say, there's casters on my head? <laughs> uh, I tell you, it, from, it, it did knock a few little, to- it knocked some of my hair off, and I had little hair bits and, and everywhere. So. <laughs> no. No, I'm kidding. It didn't. But I did, I did have to report it and everything, and um, it did swell up. I looked like I had a small crater on my head for a while. It was weird. Did, you, did your kids call defects on, on you? No. Or hit it hurting yourself? No. Because they would have to come and take you away from yourself if they did. <laughs> That's dumb. I'm sorry. It's <laughs> like Sunday I was trying to make fun of this kid's name in children's church. And his name was Noah. His name was Noah. And I'm like, oh, I like your name. It's like you're really emphatic about something, but then you change your mind. No. Uh and yeah, that's the response I got from the kids too. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to pull a biblical joke on them. No, I don't know anything. Hey, where's about your Where's your ark, buddy? Where's huh? your ark? I know. I try to avoid obvious jokes. That's like every time I give somebody a ride in my element, I always have to tell them, please avoid all the obvious element jokes. Like, hey, I'm I'm in your element now. I'm out of your element. <laughs> You know. Oh, dude, I never uh, thought of that. Yeah, right. Now I got some new material. <laughs> so anyway, Trevor, what do you got, buddy? I was just about to say what you said. At church, I was making fun of this this kid's name. Now, did you not state on the last show that the first thing you did was make a little girl cry? You know what? So you followed that up with making fun of a kid's name. Maybe you have a wrong idea of what you're supposed to be doing here, yeah, James. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> we'll see what happens. So I go- <laughs> I've ministered to children so much, and they rebel, and, and they end up going to Hades, right? So what I figured is I will be bad, and they will rebel against that. See, that's my... That's my... <laughs> they rebel by being good. Yeah. Like, it's reverse psychology. Like that pastor guy. I'll show him. I will tell you that the girl that I made yeah, I'm gonna the best. girl the girl that I made cry was there this past Sunday and, and somehow she ended up on stage to do a um uh, a game or something and dude she jumped off the stage, fell, hurt her knee and bawled again. She cried oh. the both times she's been to my church, she's ended up crying. Sounds oh. like you got a crier. <laughs> yeah, maybe. All right, Trevor. Uh speaking of criers, go ahead, Trev. We're waiting. Are we having Skype right. issues or what? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. We were, I was I was trying to get around it. I was trying to be, yay, I'll just respond to what I think he probably said. <laughs> okay, Trevor, what do you got for a weekly update? Uh, I have a uh, actually an experience with my with my in-laws that if they've just actually flown out, uh, they're staying with with us for three weeks. Um, now, my youngest daughter, who we're teaching um, some sign language to help her communicate, and she hasn't gotten a lot of, uh, she's gotten you know a few signs that she can do, but she never tries to verbalize it, and she never, like she, or she'll try to verbalize a word and or do the sign type thing, but she doesn't really have the whole package. Mm-hmm. So, my 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 wife's dad, uh, who we call Poppy, it's it's Nanny and Poppy, and my minor grandma and grandpa, and. <laughs> You call him puppy? <laughs> so did I. <laughs> it's like, whoa, that's spooky, man. Puppy. Alright, I hate to interrupt puppy. you. I hate to interrupt you, but to, at work the other day I heard a lady and a guy, a friend of mine talking, and, and as they come up I hear him say, So um that was that was Fifi. And I was like, Fifi, is that your dog? And he looks at me and goes, No, it's my mother in law. It's my child's grandmother. I'm like, sorry, sorry. It's my child's grandmother. Yeah, and and I felt kind of dumb, but I'm like, dude, you're. It's a dog. It's a poodle's name, you know. So, Fifi. Anyway, go ahead. Did, did, did you then? Did you then ask to see the child so you could make them cry? Yeah. <laughs> Just can I? Can, can you bring him by? I'd really like to point out the fact that his grandma is a poodle. <laughs> In front of a whole bunch of people. Yeah, and then I want to push him off the stage. <laughs> Make him ball. Pick him for a game and then say, sorry, go sit down. I changed my mind. Yeah. <laughs> now, anyway, what I was going to say, uh, we're Skyping out a little bit here, is uh, what I should do is ask all the children to come to the front and, um, and say, you know, uh, everybody that wants Jesus in their heart, you know, come on up. And then say, oh, not you. He doesn't want you. Uh, <laughs> make him go sit down. Wait, that's what my children's pastor did. Yeah. <laughs> Billy? No, I'm sorry. Jesus isn't interested in you. You go sit down. Jesus loves everybody, but he really struggles with uh, with you. Okay. So, so. Jesus loves, he loves everybody. Except for you and you. Oh, and you in the back. No, not you either. Uh, yeah, you speak it out. No, no. Pretty much everybody with an odd number of letters in their name. Bleh. Yeah. All right. Sorry, Trevor. You, you, we were talking about Fifi. Puppy. Uh, oh, puppy. That's right. <laughs> the puppy named Fifi. It all comes full circle. All right. Yes. Anyway, 
Um, so they they came out to visit. She barely sees them, and you know, but somehow they have this connection thing. So we can't even get her to say, you know, to sign. She signs Dad for me when I come in, type thing. But she won't try to say Dad. She'll just sign, type thing. Uh-huh. So here comes this relative stranger into the house who she's seen, you know, two three times in her entire life. And we told her that you know he was coming, and she's seen pictures of him. He comes around the corner, and she sees him, and she's like, pop pop. Pup, pup, making the sign and saying that. It's like it's the only one that he does it for. No, Yay. no, not for daddy, not for mommy, not for sister. No, no, no. But grandpa gets pup, 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 and like just makes a beeline for him anytime like she sees him. That's awesome. Like I, I've come around the, you know, the, the, you know, the hallway and she'll see him behind me. It's like, hey, yeah, you know, she'll just kind of look up at me and just trot on by. Go on to grandpa, you know. Because grandpa doesn't hit her. <laughs> oh, I thought I was supposed to make her cry. <laughs> yeah, just bring her to my church. I'll take care of that for you. You'll fix it right up. For yeah, me. John, what you got, dude? Oh man, uh, speaking of hitting things, um, I I've, I've talked before about um, it's my long commute. No, it's not Gundy. <laughs> no, I, I, no, I didn't have any chats with him today. But um, my my long ride home, you know, I usually when I'm driving home, I'll just kind of zone out, and um, and then all of a sudden That's I'm good. at home, and it's it's great. Mm-hmm. I mean, I pay attention. I'm, I'm I know what's going on and everything. That's not it's, good. It's good. That's not good at all. <laughs> I just well, I just close my that. eyes and then I'm home. <laughs> Well, sometimes I do that too, but that's who's that man story. sleeping in the passing lane, mommy. <laughs> Why is there blood on his hood? <laughs> it's a Yugo. Um, that doesn't mean anything. I don't know why I said that, but anyways, uh, I was trying I like to... pizza. <laughs> it's random day. My ice cream cone is smaller than this window. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. <laughs> so true. All right, John. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> you thought I skyped out, didn't you? <laughs> I did it. <laughs> Anyways, um, so I was just driving home, just kind of doing my thing. And, man, I started to smell in the air. You know how, like, when you pass by a restaurant, mm. it's just, oh, the most delicious thing. And I was imagining it smelled like Italian. I didn't remember any Italian restaurants being nearby, but I could smell I could smell red sauce and mm. meatballs mm. and pasta. And I was my mouth was watering. Mm. And I was, I was so hungry already because I was getting close to home. And then I look up. And it's the Purina plant. (laughs) Dog food plant. And I was getting all hungry and stuff off of dog food. Bacon! You know what the sad thing is? is It happens like once a week. (laughs) In the mornings, I'll drive by and I'll smell biscuits or something. Oh, that smells so good. What is that? Oh, it's a Purina plant. I'm going to have to stop in there and see if they have samples. (laughs) It's like, come on, it smells good. It's dog food, but it's, it's got to be good well, anyway. Well, uh, Grandma, got, Grandma Fifi would probably appreciate a basket, <laughs> gift basket or something. <laughs> Grandma Fifi and Grandpa Poppy. <laughs> That's my child's grandmother. <laughs> and she That's has a dog's name. <laughs> you know, usually I would feel pretty small when I say something like that. You know, like, oh, gosh. But, you know, it, it was Fifi. So. It's Fifi. It's, it's one of the, you, you take a beer moment. 
you know, and it's, it's like, it's, you know what? I'm sorry, but wait a second. No, that's a dog's name. I'm no. not sorry. I don't feel bad at I, all. I would say that to Fifi's face. So th- <laughs> that may make me, though. One of the many tools of the devil. Oh, no! It may make me the LBB of the week, but unfortunately for the uh, people at home, I have an LBB that I've been needing to talk about for a couple of Christmases, and it's really come to a head this year because I've been noticing that that a lot of people are getting really antsy about the whole Christmas thing and the whole Santa thing and all this kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and I understand the underlying reason why uh, church people get really upset about the whole Santa right. thing. They do because they imagine um, they hate seeing people embrace Santa more than they do the reason, the original reason for Christmas, which even our, you know, everybody would agree the reason originally for Christmas for most folks uh, and, and historically and otherwise is the birth of Christ, okay? And so they freak out because they're imagining Santa is taking that place. And, and you know, commercially they're probably right, but for those of us that, that are of the, uh, the religious persuasion and have Christ in our lives, no, I mean, nothing has changed except we get to have more to celebrate you know it's just that we get this fat guy that we get to decorate with so i'm pretty cool with it um but i i really have a have a something stuck in my craw about people the lbb of the week uh people that just because you can rearrange their their big argument against santa is that you can rearrange the letters and turn it his name into satan <laughs> and so lbb of the week are people that are stupid enough to think that that alone is the reason why Santa is pure evil, because, um, okay. and it, but let's just assume for a minute that that is true. If if Santa equals Satan um, because of an anagram, then I I wanted to warn our listeners about a few other words that we need to avoid and things we need to avoid. Um, have you ever met anybody who wears a veil? You can rearrange yes. the words uh, veil to evil. Oh no! Yeah, veils dun, are dun, evil. Dun. My wife wore one in our wedding. There you go, dude. See, so married the devil. That's right. Exactly. Uh, Same logic dude. applies. Mary, the mother of Christ. You can rearrange uh-huh. army, which we know is evil because armies fight and kill people. Mary was okay. secretly an army lady. So there you go. Mercenary. Mercenary. Christmas. The word Christmas. The one we're fighting so hard to. to yeah. If you rearrange it, uh, scam shirt. There's a shirt scam involved with Christmas, and we need to avoid it. So shirt Mm. scams are are at an all-time high because of Christmas. Thanks, Christmas. Um, Don't don't use the word lived. Like, I lived in this one town because lived, rearranged, devil. Oh, no. Even my own last name. My own last name can be rearranged, Kennison, to neon skin. That means I think I'm glowing (laughs) like like Jesus. I'm equalizing myself like, with Christ because of my last name. Wow. I know it's terrible. Even if you say, you know, man, you've grown, you rearrange those letters, wrong. It turns into wrong. So oh. just be careful. And don't get don't get anything like the flu and try to eat rice because the r- words rice flu rearranged, Lucifer. So be careful. Stink. Yeah. And, what and, is rice flu? I don't know. But it's, if you get it hasn't it, been discovered yet. If you get it, you're Lucifer. And then um, don't talk about people's heads because if you rearrange the letters in heads, it's Hades. That's right. <laughs> and, and Savior, though I can't use every letter, if you rearrange some of the letters, you get Visa, which we know is a credit card. <laughs> 
they're trying to subliminally tell you that your savior is the MasterCard and the Visa. <laughs> so please don't use that word anymore either. Um, although as, as I was searching, I found some combinations of words actually seem to pr- promote Christmas, especially dragging a tree, an old dead tree into your house, which many would would say, you know, hey, that's a pagan thing. As for me and my house, we're like, yay, pagans, you know, because I love Christmas trees. So um, I, I love pagans. Yeah, I'm glad they were misled. But uh, the, the phrase glory to God, if you rearrange it, go to dry log. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, which so, is the Satanist church, right? But dry log would be a dead mm-hmm. Christmas tree. You know, could be loosely interpreted. So oh, I, I think it's actually promoting man. Christmas. Sorry, sorry, your interpretation is wrong. So, uh, podcasting, though, unfortunately, podcasts uh, the word uh, is is encouraging packs with Satan because it, it rearranges to do packs. So, yeah, uh, and I don't even want to talk about the Presbyterians. If you rearrange Presbyterians, Britney Spears, <gasps> kid you not. No way. Yeah, for real. <laughs> That's, oops. And uh, we Did knew this. Again. We knew this about evangelists. But if you rearrange <laughs> evangelists, it translates into evil's agent. So, <laughs> the only good word that I could find that we actually can use is the word dog. Because rearranged, of course, we know God. Yes. So, there you go. I've got or some I'll... good words. You can use fart because in fart you have art. And everybody <laughs> – I'm sorry. That's not good. <laughs> so, yeah, anybody out there that's tripping over the Santa-Satan thing, let me just lay it out like this. Santa is a uh, Spanish word that means saint, morons. So that makes you the LB. One of the many tools of the devil. Oh, no! Wow, they're such a a big LBB, they get the music twice. Yeah, I'm sorry, but if they're that stupid... Well, it's like the whole Xmas thing. Are you Xing Christ out of Christmas? No, I'm using an uh, 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 the Greek word for Christ, which is right. X, and it's a legitimate shortening of the word that has been from, like, the first century for the love. So, whatever. Uh, just, I, I, uh, it just irritates wow, me. Wow, and I thought you were just being sacrilegious. Just, is that no, a word? No, no. I don't know. I'm a heathen. There you go. That's so, not true. Anyway, you got to keep the X and Xmas. That's what I say. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to hit a. Uh, we're just going to have a little fireside chat, aren't we? There, John. John. Yeah. We're gonna talk about. Chat. We're going to talk about Christmas and just snuggle under a blankie and hold hands and think happy thoughts. So we'll be right back after this. Hey, let me talk to you a little bit about Spotty.com. You can shop for NFL, NHL, MLB, NBA, and college team gifts for you, your baby, and your pet. They have a great selection of novelties, apparel, and more for your favorite team, and even better prices. Plus, you can see funny photos of their customers' pets and babies wearing team apparel, and even submit your own. Spotty.com, team fanaticism at its finest. You can visit today, www.spotty.com. That's S-P-A-W-T-Y.com. And tell them, and they'll cast sent you. Thank you. 
story. All right, John, it was your idea to do this little fireside chiz at thing. So uh, what you got for us, buddy? <laughs> well, you know, we we have uh, all had plenty of Christmases in our time. Mm-hmm. And um, I was just curious, you know, because I, I actually just listened to the um, the Christmas show that you and Trevor did last year. Ah. And um, it was fun hearing you guys talk about stuff. And I was just curious, and I, and I thought maybe I'd ask you guys a few questions about Christmas. Okay. So, oh. if that sounds okay to you. <laughs> oh, God, the fire! <laughs> it's burning! Our <laughs> inside chat is going wrong. Help me seek Nummy Santa! <laughs> Santa! Help me, Jewish guy! Okay, sorry. <laughs> I couldn't resist. <laughs> Well, that's bad. <laughs> but awesome. That just sounds bad like the 80s awesome right way. there. <laughs> that's awesomely, terribly wonderful. I think okay. James is burned to death. He's gone now. I'm a crispy uh, yeah, critter. I don't hear me anymore. I'm kind of sad about that. Uh, yeah, uh, it's uh, bound to happen. All right, knock all right, us out. Show now. Knock us out. Okay, I heard him a little bit back there. Oh, goodness. Keep going. Okay. Nice. He's just rolling around. He'll be fine. Yeah, stop, drop, and roll. Well, um, I think he said keep rolling. So yeah, keep on going. There we there go. You go. Well, uh, the first thing I thought, you know, is um, what what is your 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 favorite Christmas memory? I mean, what was the what's something that whenever you think of Christmas, that's that's what I that's what it is that can comes you, to mind. Can you give us an example, John? Well, sure. Um, just just recently, this is probably the last eight years ago. Um, my wife, who we were pretty ma- newly married at the time, only married a year or so, and uh, my mom, we all went to the cabin, and um, we just kind of got away from all the the stuff and and just had like an old fashioned Christmas. We we got a tree, we found a tree in the state park and chopped it down. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> just kidding. You know that's not the way it's supposed to work. <laughs> no, we, we we found a tree uh, at a at a tree lot. It was the last one, and um, we brought it back, and um, we popped popcorn, made our own garland, and Aww. put some lights on it. Made gingerbread, and and that that memory of Christmas, even though I was an adult, well, so called adult at the time, um, that's something that I always think of was that that old Christmas in a cabin. And we we still once a year we'll go back um, and and rent a cabin um, every other year because that's how we do it. You that's know? cool. And and that's you know we'll we'll have an old fashioned Christmas. And by the way, if you go to Lowe's or Home Depot on Christmas Eve, the Christmas trees are free. Oh really? So, yeah. That's awesome. So, they're like, all they're all dry. We did that one year actually. That was my memory. Is we we got a old Christmas tree, we drug it home, and it was really dried out and all. And we started putting lights on it and all this, but they short circuited and 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 before I knew it, I, uh, this was happening. <laughs> 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 So yeah, <laughs> it's not even true. Is it? No. Is it? <laughs> no, but uh, no. I I would say my my. 
favorite Christmas memory is is a little more recent, I guess, than than most. Because you know, if you've listened to past episodes, you know I didn't have great Christmases, you know. Uh, but uh, more, and, it, and not surprisingly, it surrounds the concept of of Santa Claus. Because you know, we teach our daughter the true meaning, and she she knows the difference between the two and all this kind of stuff. And we've used Santa, like I've said, as an object lesson, a, a type. And, and, um, but I, I just love the whole innocence, the awesomeness of her writing out her, her little, uh, list and, and, uh, writing a note to Santa and putting out the milk and the cookies. And, and, uh, this year she's five and, uh, she just really started remembering the previous year. And she went through the whole list of everything that we do. And like the, <laughs> the next morning, of course, the milk is almost all gone. The cookies are all gone except for one little bit. She even asked me, why does he, why does he just leave one little bat? You know, and, and, um, <laughs> Don't you like the cookies? and, uh, and I always go, uh, Christmas Eve after the kids go to bed, I grab all these lights that I have just for this purpose. And I, I decorate the entire living room with just, I mean, it's the gaudiest thing you ever saw, but to the kids, oh. it's amazing. And I throw lights over everything I can, and then I run a strand all the way from the tree up to their bedroom. And uh, so the next morning when they get up, you know, they're following this strand of lights all the way down. And that's just stuff that we've done to almost compensate for the fact that, you know, Christmas wasn't all that when we were kids. Yeah. So I love that stuff. That's pretty cool. That's awesome. And what I have you? it on authority, you know, that from a guy who I respect highly, his kids, he did the whole super, you know, Santa thing. And uh, he said his kids, when they figured it out that it was me, all they did was take all of that and put it on me, meaning, you know, all the wonder and the awesomeness. And it just made them love me more that I had tried so hard and worked so hard to make it magical. So I think that's that'll be my kids experience, too. That's cool. Cool. That's very cool. What about you, T Rev? Uh, actually, mine surprisingly enough doesn't actually have to do with uh, with my kids. It has to do with um, the Sims. <laughs> <laughs> Sims tree, baby. So I picked Ooh. up a tree. Uh, then I erased all the doors and they peed on it. <laughs> and, and I watched them starve. It and was pretty fun, soon, dude. pretty soon. Oh! <laughs> 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 Sorry. Anyway, we had um, mine actually are my most. Uh, I don't know. The Christmas that sticks out most in my memory is the is a few years back. Well, actually, it's got to be what? It's probably six years ago now because it's before we uh, me and my wife had kids, and we went down to my parents' place and. Because obviously they, you know, they had had the kids and they had been to, you know, me and my brother and they'd, they'd been alone for, you know, without the kids in the house for, for so long type thing. Christmas had kind of lost its, uh, you know, its sparkle, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, so me and my wife, um, we got them, this is before we had kids, we actually had money. Um, so we, <laughs> we got them, you know, some nice gifts and stuff and we, we stuffed each of them, um, a stocking full of just, just little stuff and whatnot, and they had no idea we were doing it. And we put we put them out on the on the couch for them, so they had no idea they were going to have you know Santa was going to bring stockings to them type thing. And you know we were we went to sleep that night, and we were so excited. We were like little kids, like we couldn't get to sleep because mm-hmm. we were so excited yeah. because what my parents were going to find the next morning. That's cool. And we were you know I mean and there was no kids in the house, just me, and my wife, and my and my mom and dad. So at seven o'clock in the morning, we were running to their bedroom. Come on, come on, come on, get up, Santa came, Santa came. <laughs> 
<laughs> and they came out and they, you know, and they, and they went through their stockings. And my mom said, you know, it's like, you know, this is actually the first time, you know, that since they were, you know, they were kids that they had stockings that they didn't stuff themselves kind of thing. Uh-huh. So they had no idea what was really in them. So it was a really cool Christmas for them. So that, that really stuck out in my, uh, in my mind. Yeah. My stockings were always just socks <laughs> inside, like a stocking full of socks for the rest oh, of the year. Man. So it was always kind of ironic, but I never really liked the joke. But, but useful. What happened, when you, what happened when you hung your underpants by the chimney with care? <laughs> it's like, you know what? I have enough socks this year. I'm just going to hang my underpants here because I can really use a lot of those. Uh, Santa? Well, well, speaking of gifts, what uh, what was the best gift you ever got? <laughs> Silver bells. <laughs> Thank you. My um, my wife when we the, the very first Christmas that we were married, um, and this is just this is just kind of talking about my wife. I'm sorry, I, I'm going to do it for a second, but um, we you know didn't have a lot of money. I was just starting off in ministry, and she was a um, a teacher, and I, I don't even think I think she's doing her intern teaching, which really don't get paid for that. Yeah. That was it, too. What the heck I, is that? What? It's the sound of a cat vomiting. <laughs> okay, I gotcha, I gotcha. Okay, well, hurry. Anyways, she, she actually sold some of her jewelry and stuff and bought me this jacket, which I still have. And, um... And it was just pretty cool that, uh, you know, she would go through all that. And, and even now, she doesn't work now, so she'll still make and sell stuff and, and do cool. things to try and find me stuff. Your wife's so I, awesome. She is. Well, thank you. I got to stay at your house, and she was rad. No, my best gift, I guess, was kind of an ironic thing because I had this pocket watch that I loved, and my wife had this beautiful long hair. And I wanted to buy her a comb to hold her hair, and she wanted to buy me a, a fob for my watch. Hmm. And so um, I went out and I sold my watch to buy her this comb, and she went out and had her hair cut <laughs> to buy me the fob for the watch. It was just such a beautiful moment. But <laughs> where's where, where she selling her hair to, dude? <laughs> What's that called? The gift of the Magi or whatever? Oh, no. <laughs> it's a great it's a... story, but it's not mine. <laughs> you totally made up. I think, I think Fifi liked it. <laughs> so. Have you got like a new soundboard that you're just dying to, to play with or what? Uh, you need to bring back that laser thing from episode 90, I think it was. That thing, <laughs> that thing was so... <laughs> You want to give me something for Christmas? Give me that. Because nothing says Christmas like... <laughs> the greatest gift I ever got um, was from my wife. It was totally... Un- I don't know. I've always collected Buzz Lightyear stuff forever. and um, But most Buzz Lightyear stuff is pretty cheap and ricky, rinky-dink. And the more um, I've collected, the more I've, I've really gotten selective. And I only get you know porcelain things or things that have you know a really cool no plastic anymore um and glass yeah yeah it's got to be it has to be antique um but i've just got all this stuff and and 
my wife uh, way back, or I had, I don't know, I'd gotten a Fossil watch. Fossil don't do character watches, but they had partnered with Disney and done a, a, a series of Buzz Lightyear watches cool. and i had gotten one of these but i had worn it out literally just messed it completely up unfixable whatever whatever and uh and i was really bummed about that well just that night or that morning christmas comes along and i open this box and here is a, a buzz lightyear watch that i had never even seen before never seen oh. fossil watch had a domed glass movement you know or, or the cover and had buzz inside of it and i literally got teary-eyed it's the very it was the only time in my life before or since that i i was emotionally moved by a gift and uh and to this day she's trying to tried every christmas to recreate that moment and it's never happened and so it, it's it was awesome on one hand but now it's like yeah. set this bar and she's like <laughs> every year i want to get you the awesomest gift and i'm like well sorry sorry so if she wants to make you cry she'll just take your buzz light year to watch and well, smash it I mean, and if, give it to if you you got me a working uh, uh the only thing i think that could do it would be a working lightsaber I mean, a real live lightsaber. I think I'm gonna <laughs> if I got one of those, but a short of that, you know, that was it. So anyway, that hmm. was my gift. Trev. I see. And how's that I, make you feel? It makes me feel like crying. Uh, I would say uh, in a, um, I don't know, this is probably going to sound cheesy, <laughs> But uh, a couple of years back, um, I was just getting into um, all of these, you know, it, it, this wonderful world of podcasts and stuff like that. And, and all these, that sort of, I hadn't really dug into that, into that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I had somehow gotten in my head that I needed to get an iPod and I needed to get an iPod. And I wasn't, you know, I, you know, I wasn't even sure if I could get enough use out of the thing. Little did I know. <laughs> and um, so my wife, you know, she she made sure that you know her and uh, my friend chipped in, and they got me, you know, a you know eight gig iPod thing. And to this day, I don't think a day has gone by that I haven't actually used it. And uh, and on a different spin of it, it's kind of what got me into all of this podcasting thing. So it's kind of indirectly led me to here. Cool. <laughs> Because if I hadn't got cool. you know, if I hadn't got that, then I wouldn't have been listening to all these shows, and I wouldn't have stayed in tune with the you know the podcast community, and I probably wouldn't have ended up co-hosting this show. So I I guess that uh, that kind of indirectly led me here. Yeah. So that's kind of well, we're glad. Well, I just want to know what it's like if you've never been born. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that is the worst Jimmy Stewart the, ever. Yeah, it was. It was terrible. Have you ever, <laughs> have you ever seen was, that bit, though, where, where uh, Rich Little uh, helps Jimmy Stewart with his Jimmy Stewart? <laughs> no, no. You ought to look it up. I bet it's on YouTube. He's like, yeah, it was back in the day they did a roast of him or something. And he's like, I want to help you with your Jimmy Stewart, you know. <laughs> awesome i just love it i love the concept you know that is funny it's like helping an old man with his old man impression oh well since we're on on movies do you uh do you guys have any favorite christmas movies oh man it's a wonderful life is definitely up there i have to give you a spiel of them i still like the old corny stop motion animation you know uh uh, rudolph you know all that stuff big fan is there any one that you say if if I haven't seen this, it's not Christmas? Gremlins. 
<laughs> I'm I'm gonna say mine, and please don't um, don't cast fire at me. But uh, if if I don't watch National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, I might as well just skip the whole holiday. I'm not even I'm not even kidding. <laughs> so that's me, Trevor. Uh, I would say if I haven't seen the uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, mm, yeah. not not the new one, the 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 old classic cartoon and that poor little dog and the yeah yes. all that stuff. I I watch it every year. It's yeah, good stuff. One. Yeah, those are all. I, I I even like the Home Alone ones. I know that they're not the last two, but the first two. You know, the third one was, was really good. The with the different kid. Yeah, I thought that was funny. I, I only saw it once, but uh, I, you know the classics are the classics. But uh, to me, the, you know, I, I, I mean, inevitably, I'm, I'm, I'm going to see White Christmas because that's my wife's favorite. I think. Yeah. But, uh, I we I mean, we set up and watched. Uh, <clears throat> uh, what is it called? Uh, the Polar Express. The other oh, night. that's a great one. Yeah, it it is. I love the imagery. I love the way it's put together. I love that scene with a train sliding across the ice. It is yeah. absolutely mega awesome. And that, and when they're doing the roller coaster thing, but um, that movie freaks me out at the same time because the, it was all motion capture except for their yeah. faces. And so a lot of times there's it's just this creepy almost person thing going on. Like when you see an animatronic figure or a mannequin in a dark alley, it's got that uh, yucky vibe going on through the whole thing to me. Yeah. And, uh, that's the only part I wish they did. Cause the two conductors, they didn't do that with them. You could tell they were fully animated. Their faces were, you know, fully done and whole deal. Oh, I love that. You know, But but uh, but yeah, Tom Hanks. I mean, they all look like they were talking through rubber masks. Yeah, and it was just, and maybe they were. And then you know they used probably adults to do the child motion captures and yes, you know. So it was very obvious. It was very obvious. So, but but my daughter watched it and she just loved it. She's like, I always thought Santa was all around and he could see us, and 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 now I know he watches us through televisions in his basement. (laughs) So. Well, my son is a is a big fan of Polar Express. He'll watch it year round. Mm-hmm. So this year, um, there's a there's a train ride up in North Carolina, in the Smoky Mountains, and um, we're taking him actually tomorrow. Oh. Headed up tomorrow to take him on the Polar Express train ride. Oh. He doesn't even know it yet. So that's oh, his. Oh, that's so awesome! Uh, I'll, I'll have to post the video or something. Okay, so, so here's see. my question: What is the best surprise you've ever given somebody on Christmas, in or around? Go ahead, Trevor. Because yours is sounding <laughs> pretty cool, John. That that's going to be probably the biggest surprise that we've ever, yeah. ever done. I think my biggest surprise is when I told my wife about my girlfriend on Christmas Eve. <laughs> I didn't yeah. think it was the right time to do it, but yeah, I figured I figured I need to get it off my chest. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath and all that. So oh, yeah. yeah. Merry Christmas, honey. <laughs> yeah, that was probably don't. She's coming up the stairs right now. Oh, anyway, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't know. It was a dumb question because I can't think of anything. <laughs> I can't think of a single surprise. You, you, you never come up with a question that you can't even answer. I know it's just terrible. Huh. Well, have you ever been so excited about giving something? You're like, oh, I gotta keep this in. My wife 
she's so good about pulling stuff out of me. One year I went out all out and she was just getting into cooking and I, and I bought her this, this huge boiling pot um, for like pasta and stuff like that. And, and a couple other things. And she saw this. Big, <laughs> Sorry. Bag. I got a huge boiling pot. And I was so excited. <laughs> I just threw it on her. <laughs> That's what I got out of it. <laughs> ah, thanks for me. <laughs> It was hard to keep it boiling underneath the tree, but I managed. <laughs> Is it a puppy? No. Just stick <laughs> your face in there and find everything out. that I get. But this this one time, she, I was so excited about everything. I had everything in place. And she said, what was in that big bag? And I said, that's the bag your pot came in. Oh. And I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> she just I, looked I, at I, me like, hmm. <laughs> And by pot, I mean that's the bag your marijuana came in. (laughs) (laughs) All our middle schoolers, what's marijuana? I know. Yeah, I'm real bad about like uh, getting this wild itch right before Christmas where I feel like I need to go out and spend hundreds of dollars on my wife because I really start to get like I haven't done enough. I really want to just show her how much I love her. And uh, I came up to her today and said that. I was like, honey, hold me down and tell me that it's okay because I really want to go and buy something for you. I have it already picked out. (laughs) She's like, don't do it. We're poor. (laughs) But I love you like we're rich. So... (laughs) <laughs> I'm, I, I'm rich in love but i just pour in money <laughs> hey um i don't know if we got time for this but i had mentioned to john and, and uh trevor that i have a story i was I, I i don't know in my new position apparently we do a christmas eve service and i'm supposed to tell a christmas story during this event for with all the kids sitting around me and you know the ones i haven't pushed off the stage or made fun of their name <laughs> and i decided for my first year and maybe subsequent years to write a story and i want to get some feedback on it before i have to do this thing thursday night so i'm going to read it and i'd love to get you guys feedback not just uh, my co-hosts but also people uh, that listen to the show. So I know this show is a little different than usual, but uh, hopefully you'll get a kick out of this. The, the The story's called The Very Last Room, and it does rhyme, so you're going to have to forgive me, okay? And I, Thanks, and Dr. It's, Seuss. And it's rough, yeah. <laughs> the Goobles and Geebles were hot on the trail. No, I'm kidding. It's not Dr. Seuss at all. Here we go. <laughs> you can get away with rhymes when it's Christmas. So, all right. Uh, the very last room. All right. We'd been walking a long time. My mom and my dad, my sister and I, and the camel we had. Dad's walking. Mom's riding. We're carrying packs down the long road to Bethlehem because of the tax. I'm bored, I told Father. Is there something to do? You can carry your sister's bag as if yours isn't enough for you. So I made up a game and asked Sarah to play. We'd make up silly names for the people we passed that day. Uh, I saw a lady with about 20 kids. I named her Old Yeller because that's what she did. My sis took a turn. I'll call that guy the bear as we passed a huge man who was covered with hair. As the day wore on, we went on just like that. We named Father Big Beard and our mom the camel's hat. Night <laughs> Nighttime was coming and so was the city. I could see the lights in the distance. Good thing because we're weary. The city was packed. I could tell that from here. It'd be nice to get there, checked in, and disappear for a while from the crowds, from the dust and the hurry. Next day, we'd pay taxes and be done with this worry. But as we got closer, we passed one more group, just a man and his wife and a donkey. We too, my sister and I, tried to think of a name till we noticed her belly and the look on her face. Her husband looked worried, just the same as my dad. Would there be any rooms once we got there? How bad would it be to be stranded with your family outside overnight in a city after that long donkey ride? 
We left them behind, but I found myself thinking about both of them and the baby still sleeping safe, still inside, but would surely come soon. And I hope for its sake that they would find a room to the city through gates, past the guards, through the people, to the door of an inn, to walk to an innkeeper, my or to talk to an innkeeper. My dad asked for space, and he said, Very nice. It's the last room in the city, so it'll be triple the price. You're a thief, but I'll take it. And he helped mother down. There's a stable out back. Just head right around. It's full as my inn, but your camel should fit, though the space does cost just a wee little bit. I took the camel to bed him down in the back, a stable you call this. It's more like a shack, so full of livestock the smell made me cough. But I found a space for the camel near a stone feeding trough. Back up front, Dad dropped coins from his sack to the hand of a smiling innkeeper. Then up walked a man. It was the man from the road with the wife who was due. He asked for a room, and he asked like he knew what the innkeeper would say. You're full, so you missed it. I gave this last room to this man. You can ask him, but my wife, sir, she's ready. There's a baby on the way. The keeper just shrugged. What do you want me to say? We could give him our room, I whispered to father. What a silly idea. Stay out with your mother. She'd have all our heads. I'd never hear the end. For the next 60 years, she'd been beat sense in my head. We headed to bed, heard the innkeeper offer, the stable out back. Was he kidding? That was awful. In our room, safe and warm, I laid down, fell asleep, but not very well, because I felt like a creep. I woke up with a start, a cry in the night. The sound came from outside. It was a baby, all right. She was out there, the lady, surrounded by filth. It was our fault she was there. I couldn't sleep due to the guilt. Uh, As quiet as quiet, I got up from my place. I saw a dark shadow on the side of my face. Where are you going? asked sister. Be quiet, I said. To the stable. I'm coming, or I'll tell what you did. Down the stairs, out the back, down the path to the door. Should I knock? It's a stable with with just dirt for a floor. My sister pushed gently and the door moved aside. The two looked at we two. There was nowhere to hide. I came to say sorry, I had planned to say, but the moment I saw him, my voice went away. This is Jesus, she said. Would you like to come in? My sister came running, but I just stood there and grinned. Why am I happy, is all I could say. I was feeling so guilty, but that had all gone away. And it's special and different in here than before. It sure wasn't this way when my sister was born. An angel came to us, said the man, and he told of a promise that God had made when we'd help unfold. Our baby is God's son, Emmanuel, sent straight from the Father uh, with us to dwell. And I didn't understand all he said, but I knew that something was different and that it all was true. In that baby's eyes, I saw something much more than the normal expression of a baby just born. I came to my senses. We'd been there for a while. My father would be angry, but the baby just smiled. I thought it was at me, but his eyes were over my head. I looked. It was father. Was he angry? No. Instead, he was walking, then kneeling to the side of that manger. Has he come? Is this him? He said through tears to the strangers. I'm so sorry. If I'd known, I'd gladly have given the room that we took just before you arrived. Then he buried his face in his hands and he cried half out of joy and the rest from crushed pride. Then the lady, she laughed, not at him, but because her son's hand had come loose from the swaddling cloths. Baby Jesus took the finger of father and held and the old man laughed, uh, smiled back in spite of himself. He looked at the couple. If only I could do it again. She said, I'd rather have a place or he'd rather have a place in your heart than your room in the inn. So I learned a great lesson I carry with me still. 
The room Jesus needs is the one that I fill. Once I give up my rights and get out of the way, that's when my Savior, Jesus Christ, will come in to stay. So that's my story. Cool. And wow, uh, I'd love to get your feedback on it. So you got to tell it to like 500 people. So <laughs> And I have to illustrate it. So. Uh, that's that's awesome. I mean, that's like Max Lucado's stuff right there, man. It's uh, oh. wow. That's really good. Come on, you, where'd you get that from? Seriously? I started writing it this afternoon and finished oh, it up right before the show. Up. I kid you not. No way. <laughs> yeah, dude, you don't want to put this on the podcast because somebody's going to steal it. <laughs> Copyright James Kennison. Okay, <laughs> not to be used without permission. Dude, that's that's really good stuff. Oh, well, I mean, I could uh, visualize it. Everything. It's just. It's the first time I've ever done awesome. anything like this, so I'm a little like, Arr! so. Well, thanks. Yeah, no, that was awesome. <laughs> cool. Like, even you know, you know, even from a heathen, you know, I, I still I still like it. <laughs> good deal. <laughs> Dude, he just wants a place in your heart. That's, that's all. It. That's it. You just have to make room. You know, you have to you have to make room. Oh, I don't know. So. so. All right, cool. That's sweet. <laughs> Way to go, man. I'm I'm excited. All right. Hey, you made us all you made us all speechless. We don't know what to do anymore. <laughs> you know that Christmas tear you had when you saw the buzz light your watch? Aww. Yeah. Coming down my face right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Well, thanks guys. I appreciate it. I'd love to hear what you guys uh, have to say, especially before Thursday of this week of uh, you know, today being the 21st of 2009. So uh, but anyway, we're on that note, we're going to get out of here. Thank you so much, everybody, um, for for uh, putting up with this different style of show, the uh, self-proclaimed fireside chat. Thanks, John. It was a good idea. Thanks, Trevor, for joining us yet again. Um, we've made a commitment to where we don't want to miss any shows for 2010. So you guys with me on that? Oh, yeah. Okay, good deal. Uh, until next time, don't forget, uh, thanks to our sponsors. Thanks to Rob Gobers for our theme music that you're hearing right now. Thanks to our spouses for letting us record, our contributors and everyone who listens. And thanks to Satan, I mean Santa, um, for all of the uh, <laughs> the great memories. Now, we, from all of us to all of you, have a very Merry Christmas. And however you celebrate it, I'm glad you at least flirt with the concept of celebrating my Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, till next time, guys. Next time you're telling a funny life story or you're telling a weird, rhymy Christmas story, tell it like nobody's listening. Peace. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, ho, ho, Merry Christmas you beautiful building alone. Hey. <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> Every time the bell rings, an angel gets his wings. Uh. Uh, up, up in Canada, we say that every time a bell rings, a man gets his toque. <laughs> what is that? What's it do? I don't, I don't it's know. It's a hat you wear when it's cold. Oh. Oh. I don't believe in angels. <laughs> I don't believe, I don't in, believe in bells. bells. <laughs> dun, dun, I, gotta, I gotta go write my letter to Satan. I mean, Santa, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> Satan, I would like no peace on earth. <laughs> <laughs>